Welcome to Talking Utter Slop, the podcast about having fun with increasingly expensive and possibly uh, not always very well finished slop cars. In this episode, Nick and I will be casting our eager eyes over new releases, cheering the return of an old favourite, and picking pre-season favourites for the next season at our slot club. That was easier to write than to say. <laughs> Hi everyone, thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm not Scott, that is, I'm Nick. Um, we've got a fair bit of rallying with us this week, so bear with us if that's not your bag, but also some Fairly interesting stuff that's rather different as well. And the rallying is because um, half the classes uh, at our club for the next season, for the next three months, are going to be rally cars of some sort or other, uh, which is interesting. And obviously I've been playing rally cars with myself for a while. And (laughs) even this week I've managed to buy another four, I think. I can't. I lose count, actually. Uh, that's because I was at Haven at the weekend and bought things I shouldn't have done. But we'll we'll come we'll come back to that. In terms of the new ones, yes. um, Do you want to kick off on the the Nissan? Yeah. So Avant Slot is um, imminently unleashing its Nissan 240 RS, which was not exactly a stellar player in the Group B era, but it is a Group B rally car. And being a Avant Slot, it's going to be one of the most competitive in the 80s, 90s class. Um, featherweight body, honking great motor, easy to set up, probably needs a bit of setup to, to get going properly when you buy it. I've never had an Avant slot that sort of comes out of the box and whirs perfectly around. But once they get going, if you look at the results of any slot rally competition, the Avant slots are always well up there. So um, it'll be a very competitive car. It's coming out in a couple of Spanish Ranish, uh, Spanish rally liveries. And Spanish rally. Spanish rally. Spanish rally. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Sorry to our Spanish potential viewer. And um, it, uh, there's a red one, a white one, and a white kit. So plenty of options to and do. A, and a black one in livery. The only one in livery so far is the black, uh, and I'll pronounce it long, as the jeans company beginning with L. Uh, Lois. Lewis, thank you. Yeah. Um, which I think, I, when I just saw the naked car, if I should put it that way, um, I thought, hmm, mm, not sure. It's a bit of a caricature. But actually, with the livery on it, it does look a lot better. Uh, There's only one way to judge it. It's got to be a Sheka Meta livery. Sheka Meta, Nissan, Safari Rally, that's it. That's all there is to it. What about a Terry KB with the boot slightly crunched in? <laughs> yes, very possibly. Yes. Good so, old Terry. So, yeah, so there's a, the, the good thing is there's a good few liveries that should come on that one. There's a, the, the inevitable Marlborough, uh, which, yeah, of course, yeah. will, they'll do. Uh, but hopefully they do. What I refer to as the works liveries, the red, white, and blue ones. Um, so, um, so with that and with the... Um, with the 510, is it, that Slotted Polycar are do, doing, the Trans-Sam car? Yeah. Uh, yep. So next year's going to be a Nissan theme, really. Um, I Avance, I like Avance Slot, uh, but they're very expensive. And um, and whether I'll get one or not will depend on how good they do that red, white, and blue livery, but we will see. But that's obviously going to be a while away before we get to that one. They are uh, expensive. I mean, it's 80 quid, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the one of my friends has this theory that every slot car costs ninety quid, 
Uh, either cost 90 quid and it works, or you spend 50 quid and you have to spend another 40 <laughs> quid buying bits to make it work. Um, I mean, it's maybe just what they cost these days. I don't know. It does feel uh, terrifying. Um, I can't remember when I shared it with you. Recently, an old school friend, um, well, he's the same age as me, a school friend, <laughs> <laughs> came came to visit. And he is, he was kind of pivotal in getting me into slot cars. He was the, he was the main one who had tricks that I bought cars and we played uh, with late teens as it was in the garden. Anyway, he brought his cars from back then, so mid late seventies, um, and uh, which was great because it sort of brought back lots of memories. But he, amazingly, he still had them in their original boxes, which were still in good condition. And on the end of one of the boxes, I think for the Datsun, um, which dopamine, if you're listening, you were right, it is a two sixty, not a two forty. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but on the on the is the price sticker from when he bought it, and he bought it from John Menzies, which for those who don't know is a basically a news agent, a national chain of news agents, um, and it cost four pounds fifty. <laughs> so <laughs> I I couldn't resist looking up uh, what that would be in today's money, and it would only be twenty five pounds. So yeah, yeah, so good. So our slot cars are at least twice as expensive as they used to be, if we if we want to put it that way. Um, anyway, I, I I digress from that. On rallying, leaping around a bit, I would be more than what caught my eye was things I bought. Okay. Break the order. So at Havent, did you go? How was Havent? I went to Havent, yes, and uh, it was it was it was fine. Uh, it was a bit quiet, not a lot of folk. Um, don't know why it wasn't like it was great weather or whatever, but there we go. Um, and uh, but the upside of that was, of course, was there's no jostling. In fact, they used more of the hall, so there was it was more space as well. Anyway, saw lots of people, chatted to lots of folk. That's always very nice. Um, went there thinking I'm not going to buy anything because I'd bought a lot of stuff on eBay last week, including two Ninko sets in order to get hold of cars. Um, uh-huh. Shouldn't give this tip away. On eBay, look for sets because sets with cars in them can be bought for less than the price of a car. Often, so I got <laughs> I got four cars, three of which I didn't have before, uh, for basically the price of two cars. So, well, less actually, yeah, four cars for the price of two, and a whole load of track. So, um, now, whether I need a whole load of track is another question. So I got I had four Ninkos, so Corolla, Cordoba, two Golfs that shouldn't need of anything. Fucked in first table. SCX, Maxi Megan, Red Renault, Yellow and Silver Livery. Looked absolutely meant, yes, I'm having that. Uh, and then it was also, just caught my eye, quite literally, a little <laughs> red uh, thing, uh, which was also about 15 quid. And I thought, I'm going to leave that. And if I come back and it's still there, then the fates have decreed that I should buy it. Well, of course, because the place wasn't very busy, <laughs> it was still there. And it was, and I'll, I'll hold it up, um, uh, but I'll describe it as best I can. It's a red Citroen uh, made by Team Slot uh, a million years ago. Um, I think it's meant to be, uh, I always get this wrong, an X, which was SX? Uh, ZX. ZX. Sorry, there we go. We'll put it um, it's way under scale. So if I hold up the Megan at the same time, try and hold up the Megan and the ZX, which should be Ooh. a bigger car. Yes. <laughs> it's way under scale. However, uh, it was relatively cheap and it goes like stink. Uh, so, and I didn't have one. So that's good. But that's added to my uh, burgeoning uh, rally Formula 2, Formula Junior kit car 
That's it. So you sort of jumped the gun there because the ZX is, I think, still on the release list for Team Slot for this year. Hopefully, it's a 130 second really? molding this time. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Oh, wow. Premature it's... purchase. That's the Because <laughs> <laughs> I saw it and I was like, only Team Slot could think that the world, the world needs another Formula 2 rally car as a slot car. Well, you know, I'd buy one. I was thinking when I've got, I'll again, I'll put a picture up on the on the thing. I, I lined up all of my Formula Two kit car, whatever, and um, they're really quirky. And thank God the Spanish are really into rallying and slot cars because we just wouldn't get them. So Ibiza, you know, early Fiesta, you know, all sorts of Citroen C twos, and you know, there's weird and quirky stuff, which are lovely. You know, they're nice little slot models. Um, only but, need because there were Spanish drivers coming up through the championship. But, but, but. I have a huge but. Um, <laughs> here's, here's a clip. <laughs> I'll get the um, Skoda Felicia kit car. So, yes. every single rally car, and as Gareth collected every single rally car, that the one car that was missing the Skoda Felicia, because nobody has ever made it. Faro, the Czech manufacturer, did tease us, or possibly just me. I don't know who else wants one. But um, they made a beautiful 132nd scale front-wheel drive slot car. And they've had it on their website, and they never put it into production. And now no one's heard from Faro in donkey's years. So they made a 128th-ish scale favorite, which is fine. But favorites were... 100% check. The Felicia was the first with any Volkswagen DNA in it, but it was sort of an evolution. Uh, it helped to win the 95 two-litre world championship for manufacturers. 96, when I first started working for Skoda, um, Stig Blomqvist came third overall on the RAC rally in one, and then he came back in 97 and did the British championship and came third on the Scottish, I think it was. And so, you know, it was a really quick car. Um, and obviously Skoda had been winning stuff forever and ever with John Hogland and other people. And it's just bizarre to me that the Felicia still, after 25 years back in the hobby, isn't made. Well, I'm going, to, postul- I'm going to postulate that's because it never had a Spanish driver. Yes, probably. That's that's you. Know, we owe a lot of this to uh, we owe a lot of the cars that we have to uh, the Spanish drivers who've had their their backside in one, but um, or Repsol. Repsol, the Repsol never sponsored it, and there was no Spanish driver. It's it's got no chance. We um, need an enterprising three D printer to come up with a Felicia kit car. Well, they will. Uh, somebody somewhere will have designed the. Wireframe or whatever you call it for it, <laughs> maybe hopefully I don't know. Um, although it's, again, you talk about Skoda. It's, it, I've got the a lot of the SCX ones with the Octavia and the uh, Fabia, yeah, the, the Polar Fabia, and um, the, I love them. Some of my favourites. I think they're great. They're really. I mean, I liked them at the time, and but uh, just yeah, the, I don't think they. I'm I'm imagining they didn't sell terribly well because you know. You know <laughs> You don't find them rushing about making it. Anyway, I, so I digress. If I can, I mean, one other confession from my having uh, thing apart from talking to people was I bought my first NSR car. Oh, um, no. So, admittedly, second hand, all that sort of thing. But <laughs> I've, I've now got an NSR car. 
all of these are 911s as far as I'm concerned. But I think technically it's a 997, isn't it? Um, it is, yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so it's, it, I mean, I find giving it a quick whiz round, but at the minute I'm sort of in a rally head and it's not a rally. And are car. you now converted? Are you now looking at all your other slot cars with slightly jaded eyes? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's the oddest answer. Going, Ooh, the smoothness. Oh, the speed. Oh, well, that was kind of my reaction the first time I ran a side, well, both slaughter and sideways, I think. Um, and I do look when, when I have visitors round who have not, you know, take them out, show them the track and stuff. And I'll put something on that they recognize or it's an old Skeletrix or something because people go, oh, I had one of those. Uh, and then they'll say, well, how many have you got? And why, why, why have you got so many? And are they any different, you know? And so you put a slotted or a sideways or I guess, you know, an NSR on the track and suddenly, and you can't feel anything because you're holding a controller, but it feels and looks and sounds smoother and just more composed and everything. And it suddenly you go, yeah, there was a, there was a perceptible <laughs> difference between the old 25 pound slot car and the new 70 pound slot car. So, yeah. um, so they're quite intoxicating from that point of view, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm justifying my frivolousness in terms of buying all this on the fact that I bought them all secondhand, so yeah, they were yeah. they were relatively cheap. Um, and the upside, of course, is you can buy bits for them. So if there was, you know, if it did need something, you can buy the bits. But anyway, so yeah, haven't was an expensive but fun uh, morning out. <laughs> um, and briefly saw uh, Simon, but he was literally leaving as we arrived. I think it was a coincidence. I don't think he was avoiding. <laughs> And little disappointingly, there were no pink cobras or brown lotuses or any any of the new stuff, (laughs) which we may come on to talk about later. None of that was uh, in evidence. So, um, no, I didn't see it anyway, put it that way. Um, So I couldn't have a a good close look at it. Anyway, Um. that's, that's... that's kind of uh, enough of me. What, what, el- what else do we want to talk? Well, rallying-wise, yes, the big news, big news. Big, big, big news is that Slot Rally GB is back as a championship in 2024. Yeah. Um, so we'll... Obviously, from that event that you and Gareth sort of dreamt up and Gareth swept blood putting together, he then carried it on as a championship... Um, until, frankly, running a championship was far too much sort of trying to pacify people who wanted different rules done. And he was like, okay, you do it. So the lunatics took over the asylum. Um, (laughs) It was all the same people that race GT3s and whatever else, and they do it their own way. And it became more of a tuning competition than a turn up with a rally car and have fun. And sure enough, the numbers dropped off. And sure enough, it was just the same people who don't particularly like rallying anyway, and they stopped. So it's been dead for 10 years, pretty much. Um, The rallying torch has been carried by particularly Phil Barry and the Abergavenny Rally Slot Club. And so, um, and, you know, Phil Field and, and there's others around the country. We've done our little bit. We have little slot rallies on our old stages at, at Farnham, now Farnborough. And so Phil's been des- Phil B has been desperate to get it all back together again. And he's done a really good job, I think. He's got a calendar of six events starting at North Wales uh, Stock Car Club on Saturday, the 17th of February, before it moves to Oxford. 
Wheels, in, so... wheels in February. <laughs> Wales in February, driving at 20 miles an hour to get there. We should leave on about Christmas Eve in order to get there. Yeah, for for, uh, for non-British non listeners, we should explain that the Welsh local government and their infinite wisdom uh, have put, um, it isn't a blanket speed limit, so not every road is 20 miles an hour. But for the purposes of humour, uh, so all urban roads, roads that used to be 30, which was the normal kind of in-town sort of road, now down to 20. Uh, but apparently they haven't put all the signs up yet. So if there are some, <laughs> some roads where you'll see 30, it's not really, it's 20. Uh, and there are other roads which will still be 30, but you can't trust that because you don't know whether they'll put the signs up or not. Anyway, so everyone is joking about going to Wales taking even longer, uh, or perhaps getting out of Wales taking even longer. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't mean it. But anyway, sorry, I interrupt. But yeah, Wales, I mean, rallying, you know, wet, wintry Wales, these things go together. They do. Absolutely. And, you know, the world is a much better place for them. Um, so, yeah, Oxford. So we might actually see Pedro do his first slot rally on Sunday, the 3rd of March. Then uh, Isle of Man, which is probably why five out of the six rounds count for points, um, because it's a bit of a trek to get to the Isle of Man. But I know from ex historic experience that when they do it, they do it brilliantly. They are very committed to making their rally stages really good over there. So that's uh, 20th and 21st of April. Abergavenny, the uh, instigators of all this madness, they have their round in the middle on the 2nd of June, then down to the south coast. Now, rallying in the south, I mean, it just, you know, it doesn't happen. You know, people never trusted Richard Burns because he was from Oxford, which is, you know, way down there. <laughs> you need to be up north. Rally people from up north. So, um, yeah, Worthing going to have a rally on 27th of July which I can't make probably which is really annoying um, mm. and then the you'll finale have to go to the, you'll have to go to the Isle of Man then so you can't afford to drop the points yeah I know exactly um, <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I'd be quite happy to do that um, Farnborough Park Scale Electric Club Sunday 27th of October uh, probably we'll have something going on on the Saturday as well um, invite some because we we are actually in a school, um, in the basement of a school, so we might well do something that the kids can come along and play with and have a go and whatever else. So we'll see. But um, it's exciting that it's back. I think um, when it happened before we certainly when I first did it, it was sort of twenty eleven, twelve, thirteen, um, having classes for standard SCX standard scale electric standard cars um really brought out the the lads and dads element and made it you know really crowded and really nice and you can tell how popular rallies are because you know the ones in both of the clubs at Abergavenny are always popular they're chatty they're you know full of people catching up with each other because we haven't seen each other for a long time because there haven't been any slot rallies so i think it's really good that the category is coming back on stream and also you know we've got these great new cars coming out to support it yeah i i agree i think and i i hope i know there's already some talk about having sort of box standard classes as far as are as box standard as you can get because i i agree with you i, I mean, that's that's what i'd like to enter because i 
you know, I don't particularly do tuning and all that sort of stuff. So um, if I can take a car out of its box and put it on the enter it and have fun, uh, that's yeah. good. I'll probably do that anyway, even if I'm going to end up in the bottom five. But uh, it would mean if there was a sort of separate little class. And I think you know, rallying was all, but there was always classes within classes, wasn't there? I'm deviously sort of measuring things and looking at what 3D <laughs> chassis are available because um, once the first of- <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean, one of the big changes in slot rally is that 3D chassis are now a thing. So as long mm-hmm. as they're in line, you can run what you want. And so I'm measuring up. So classic class. The maximum axle width is 58 mil, then 80s, 90s, it's 60 mil, and then in modern, it's 62 mil. So I'm going around going, hmm, what 3D chassis are available? Hmm. And uh, how wide are things? So, for example, here is a Revo slot escort body, which is about uh, 25% wider than the scale electric one. You can easily fit wheels in there at 58 millimeters. Um, it's just trying to find a chassis which will go under it, which isn't metal because metal chassis aren't allowed. And it's an angle winder as a Revo as well. But, you know, that's that's there. It's waiting. It's ready to go. And that'll probably be my classic entry. I've got a fly BMW M3 because it's a bit big. It's a bit oversized next to the scale electric one. But they tend to go rather rapidly with a 3D chassis under them. So, okay. Um, that, sounds, that sounds depressing. So if I show up, see, I would even I, fanatical box standard racer that I am, and I, I like fly M3s because they kind of slide about things. I would never enter one in a slot rally because I just think it's got, it's got no traction. It's got no. <laughs> it's good. Um, so I'll probably see someone doing it and think, oh, that's really good, and then pick it up and it's got some 3D chassis under it. <laughs> it's the way I know I'm an old dinosaur about these things, but anyway, that's me. I, sh- I shall enter my. Actually, it's probably it definitely isn't too wide. My uh, <laughs> my, team, my team slot at Citroen um, is definitely not too wide. Um, no, it's great that the guy the guys down are, are bringing it back together. And I think when I mean when I was doing that look back, uh, I was talking to Phil, and he he tipped me off that this might be happening. But I think the encouraging thing is that the clubs have all, I think, relatively. Enthusiastically, I don't think anybody had to be have their arm twisted. Um, so I said they're going to do it. So let's hope it's a, it's a success. I'm I'm already thinking I'll try and do all of them. Isle of Man. I haven't been to the Isle of Man since Pondy drove the Maestro. <laughs> um, I, so I don't Hasn't know. <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody with better records than me would have to tell me who I know. That night, eighty-seven, something like that. <coughs> be something like that. So it's been a while, um, but yeah, you know how 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 expensive could it be to get a ferry halfway across to Ireland? I don't know. Um, we'll see. That could be a good. A anyway, no, that's good. So um, slot rally GB, a thing. Delighted to see that coming back. Um, I think that's probably, probably exhausted our rally theme, so that probably is our rally stuff. The non-rally people are now sufficiently bored and desperate right. for okay. us to move on to something else. So, uh, so LMP2, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Slot it and the uh, the LMP2 car. I think it's, we've seen it coming for a while, but I think it's now finally kind of in shops, is it? Or on shelves or on its I think it's, people. yeah, it's, it's, if not in, it's sitting there in a box waiting for the shopkeeper to unpack. 
So, um, yeah, well done. Slot it. Um, there's countless liveries because obviously the Orica has been a one make series. So there's all sorts of ones. And it's a series that's, you know, generally funded by gentlemen racers who own fairly interesting, quite fun companies. So there's one that was sponsored by Patron Tequila and Rolling Stone magazine, for example. So, That's you know, interesting party night, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's also, you know, they're in IMSA, they're everywhere. Um, the basic car was also Rebellion's um, LMP1 for a while after they dropped the Lola and went to the Orica. So mm. um, there's, there's countless variations. This is the the new Porsche 956, basically. It's going to keep Maurizio in socks for a long time to come. Yeah. Uh, I'd like one, um, and I'm I'm happily going to wait until... Because there are a number of those... I'm a fairly fanatical watcher of the WEC. Uh, oh, it's you! You're it's the me. one! I'm the one. I mean, even last night, I was watching some European Le Mans from Spa for about an hour. Uh, <laughs> could I... <laughs> I know, I know. Anyway, um, I, just watched, I watched the first corner of the four hours of Spa, and they all sort of took each other off. And it was, oh god, no! Yeah, that was that was very uh, professional, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, I always, I always feel for the teams that you know, some poor mechanics have spent you know, weeks and days and hours and all night probably preparing this car for the aforementioned rich kid, and uh, he piles it into several other ones <laughs> on the first corner. Yeah, not good. Um, Go back to the sort of so I I there's a there's a lot of those things as you say I have to say a lot of them are fairly kind of wallpaperish they just because I've they were kind of in the way of the LMP ones or the GTs <laughs> as far as I was concerned but there are some really nice liveries so I'm hoping I think you know the Alpine is a nice one um, currently there's a Delage one which is quite I quite quite like the fact that there's a mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I hope that I'll wait for the the good ones but like you if they do a rebellion. Um, Needs a different nose, I think, wouldn't it? A different front end. Yeah, I know. I mean, yes, you can. Milan Tomasek would be tutting and hissing at the very idea of me painting an LMP2 Orica as the Rebellion R1. But um, needs must sometimes. And I just loved that candy red car in 2015. So at some point, that's going to have to be done. That car is going to be everywhere for a long time. I mean, how long have they been making 956s? It'll be 20 years next year, I think. Is it? Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, and and modern Le Mans hasn't had, I mean, our modern Le Mans club class goes back to 95 because that's the only way to get enough cars to compete. Um, so the revival of modern endurance, modern prototypes, hypercars, whatever, is surely only good news for the hobby. I mean, it's a bit... Um, because you've got SRC, Amont slot, lots of lots and lots of 3D printed stuff. Um, how you find common regs to make everything run at the same pace, don't know. And then now, you know, slot it doing what slot it does. It'll be a flat six and a really nice handling LMP2 to go along with them. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's sort of boom time for the first time in 20 odd years. I'm sure the guy, you know, Gary at Disco will have to come up with some rules. I think he's already put out some rules for next year, hasn't he, for the 24-hour? I know he doesn't like up. SRC ones, does he, because they're too wide. He always complains yeah. bitterly about the 
SRC Toyota, which is <laughs> like somebody stood on it. Yes, I, I got one because I would, wouldn't I? Um, <laughs> and it is a disappointment. I'd rather, but that's me. I'd rather it was a scalar model than it is. Um, but there you go. That's just me. I'm sure I, I got one you. and I painted it as an Alpine. And okay. it looked all right. So I was quite happy <laughs> with it, but I just couldn't get it dialed in. It didn't like our rough Ninko track. Um, yeah. So I sold it to somebody at East Mosley. So, you know, they run on wood, I think, these days. And so it's perfectly suited to that. And he's very happy with it. So, well done. Talking talking of the club track, yes. uh, probably segues nicely into the fact that um, yesterday, I think it was, the classes for the next... So we should, we should explain that the classes are the same for three-month seasons, as it were, so... I'm just coming to the end of September, so the end of the ones we've been having, and there's a whole three months coming up of the new ones. So it's quite an interesting step. Um, what and we were discussing, yeah, I mean, we were discussing, we were going through what might and may not be. <laughs> so I said, let's do that this Yeah, I mean, our, our club's a bit different to most in in many respects, um, but we've got 36 own car classes, and we pick six of them at a time and run them for three months. Um, which is mainly because they're all standard or as standard as you, you're allowed to change the guide and the tires these days, but historically you couldn't even do that. Um, but now it's free choice of tires and free choice of guides provided you can't modify the car to, to fit the guide in. Um, and yeah, we've got, um, tourist trophy class. So 48 to 64 four to prevent any gt40s getting in um <laughs> sports cars um so that's what i've just been stripping the paint off a scale electric jaguar d-type this morning um because i had the only one i could find affordably on on the bay was uh the white one with blue stripes from sebring and really a jaguar has to be clean Pretty. so that's pretty that. car, it no. Is, Sebring car is pretty. I like that. That, I mean, that classic American livery is really nice. I have to say. Yeah, you just it doesn't show off the lines very well. It sort of just looks like a bar of soap because all the curvy curviness gets lost. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not right. So I'm repainting that as the Dundrod car, which Scale Electric did release, but now you can't find for less than about 120 pounds on eBay, and there's no way it's worth that. So um, some decals from Le Mans decals um, have um, enabled me to, to have a go at doing that anyway. So I will. Um, we've got modern rally um, and we've aligned our classes with um, the Abergavenny club so that when slot rally does restart, um, we'll all have compatible cars. That's the idea. So no. modern rally is anything post 2000 um i'm not sure what i'm going to run in that yet um i've got very much that's competitive in modern um well if, if it's uh, I mean, because there's not been i'm going to say there's not been many rally cars but if the uh if the scale auto mitsubishi that's uh, 80s yeah. 90s oh of course it is isn't it yeah oh. all right i'll come back to that then well in which case i can't think of I'm struggling to uh, my Puma. No, that would be my new Puma. But I think going back to Ninko is 
the only way to do it really um i have been using a ninko peugeot 307 because i have a slight perversion for the peugeot 307 in all forms <laughs> road car and rally car um but the mitsubishi lancer is still the one to beat i have got a citroen c4 might give that a go um graham's done well with a ninko focus so you know, well, there's quite a few. Yeah, now you mentioned. Yeah, I forgot those those Ninko cars with the suspension. So yeah, they're probably the way to go. Yes, okay, yep. that's what's up. So that's right, one. We've then got eighties, nineties rally. Um, I'm going to stick with the SRC Peugeot two hundred five Turbo says. Oh, now there's a model which doesn't look like the carriage. <laughs> well, it does. If you look at it from the side, it's perfect. But if you look at it from above, it's like a Fiat Multipla. <laughs> There's room for a third person in the middle, which I yeah, and it's it seems it's sort of it's been sat on at the back. I mean, I know they kind of it's, yeah, it's a it's a. I think because they all all of those cars have got the same wheelbase because they use the same double shafted motor, didn't they? So every SCX rally car had to be. Oh the no, same no no wheel. no! This this is the SRC. Ah, sorry, sorry. Right, okay. So the oh, SRC right, yeah. one, yeah, that that looks. Spot on. Ah, yes, spot. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, a bit wide, yes, but yes, but, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Then you look at it from the front. <laughs> but, um, it oh wow! It yeah. in. All right, okay, all right. Sorry, I, 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 my, my brain immediately went to SCX for that one. Sorry. Oh, the old SRS two one with, with the Lexan body. No, no, they did a, a regular four wheel drive, but it was the two six, not the ah, yeah, not yeah. two five. So I, I, I mentally added one and carried on. Um, so that's yeah, a good one. All the old MSC or Scale Auto Impressors and RS two hundreds and six R fours, that sort of a thing. Those are all the ones to have really in that class. And then we got well, the SR, SRC Delta. If you really want to spend hundred quid on a club racer. Yes, or in fact, they might have their Quattro out by next year. Yes, so there'll be quite a lot of expensive options. <laughs> <laughs> can we have a can we have an age, width, and price cap? <laughs> yeah, must be available at the time of racing for less than fifty quid. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we got raid. Yeah, um, um, again, Ninko primarily. Um, I'm looking. I'm. I'm having. I've been a recent uh, sort of returnee to the club. or return. Rotonsi returnee because I never really raced regularly at, at Farnborough. But um, a feature of the track, as well as its bumpy ninkiness, is a very long straight uh, into a a, a right hand corner, uh, and most of the time not running brakes. Um, mm. And I've only been back sort of three or four times, and I keep forgetting. I come blasting along that street, lift off, <laughs> uh, and I wonder why the car hasn't slowed down as it goes smacking into the thing. So um, those high sense of gravity, roly poly raid cars, if I can get it round that first bend, I think that's going to be a major achievement. Yeah, um, Ninko is generally the flavour of the month. Avant slots done some. Uh, scale Auto's done some. We've seen a Scale Auto 959 popping wheelies all around the track because that's what they do. Wow. Um, we've seen a six-wheeled truck. We've seen an SCX Renault 4 because <laughs> it's any rate. My, that's my kind of entry, you see. That? <laughs> <laughs> never mind Never mind pot hunting. Never mind going for gold. 
have fun. That's what I think. Yeah. How did it get on? How badly? Sorry, let me rephrase the question. How Actually, badly did it get on? It wasn't too bad. Um, I think, yeah, you know, slightly less tippy, slightly less power. And, um, yeah, you can be a bit more creative with it because you are literally just hanging on with most of them. I yeah. had a avant slot Mitsubishi Lancer thing, the odd, odd oh, yeah, yeah. boxy thing. Mm. And, um, yeah, that was, again, quite a wheelie, wheelie machine and just nervous compared to the Ninkos. Obviously, because the Ninkos are 50% wider than the scaled car would be. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but uh, it's a fun class. Yeah, um, that sounds, sounds good. What's the, what's the last one? What's the... Oh, I can't remember off the that, top of my head. Was... Uh, modern DTM. Ah, right. Which seems sort of boring in comparison to all that character that we're going to have. It does, doesn't it? Particularly cars and classics. It's 2005 onwards, so it's only the four-door saloons or the late 2012 onwards coupes, which means it's primarily SCX or Carrera is the choice. Um, and they are actually much more closely matched than you might have thought. When when the, those cars first came out and 3D printing first happened, there was a open DTM event at Wolverhampton. And Carrera cars won both the standard and the 3D printed. So I thought, oh, great. Wow. And I, I did some work with BMW when the current or the, 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 the last generation of DTM cars came out. So I got a BMW M4 thinking, well, it looks the business. It looks right. Um, and it was horrible from the get-go. Um, wouldn't stay in the slot without the magnet in it, which was very upsetting. But I'm sort of committed because I'm not going to buy another DTM car because the series is dead or it's a GT3 class now the cars are not very interesting to me I love DTM first generation um, oh and there's still that whisper isn't there that Slot It is going to bring out the Audi V8 DTM really? yeah wow that would be I suppose there's a few liveries that would certainly be, that'd be a big car <laughs> it will be a big car you <laughs> might need to see a <laughs> Maybe we'll get some of those big boxes. Buy buy some of the Scale Electric's big boxes off. Big boxes, big boxes. Yeah, uh, I think it's. I mean, for me, it's part of the fun of as, as much as I enjoy um, racing on my own. Um, could we call it racing? But with the club and the classes, it's that when you the class, what am I going to run? What can I? What have I got? And I, for me, it's about what have I got? What don't I mind getting damaged? Because invariably it probably will. I mean, it's not because people are driving badly, but just you know, you're trying hard and I fall off or someone comes off in front of you. Then and you if you, get, if you do fall off, you have to deal with the grabbers as well. The grabbers, yeah. My my Mark II Escort was thrown around rather a lot <laughs> to the point where I thought this is. I think it was about the third time it fell out the grabbers. I thought this is there's an issue here, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Some sort of initiation ceremony I'm going through, <laughs> but, uh, but no, but it's it's part of that fun. But and also I think yeah, again, Jim, one of our friends at Liverpool, he uh, he races something different every time. You know, he he's, again he uses it as a chance to kind of exercise different stuff in the class. So I think it's one of the great aspects of club racing. It can look pretty daunting if you show up and there's this big track and there's these people looking very serious and intense and going fast. But actually, there's a lot of fun, not even at the track, just about what you're going to take and make, does it run and all that sort of thing. So it's good fun. Um, 
I look forward to so that's that's basically from next week, is it from October? Yes. Q four classes have been chosen. So we've got a few minutes to go and um actually one of the, the other big piece of news which came out was NASCAR and yes. uh, Carrera. Uh, somewhat surprisingly to me, anyway, uh, because I'd, I'd sort of had the belief that it was a very expensive license and none of the, the toy companies were going to go after it. But um, NASCAR, uh, sorry, Carrera are going to announce this week at the New York Toy Fair, a very appropriate place to do it, uh, that they have renewed or uh, reacquired the NASCAR license. Uh, I gather there'll be no cars available until the end of next year. Uh, I don't think there's any more detail than that until we see the actual announcement, but you have to assume it's going to be new stroke cum cars yeah. uh, that they'll do. Now, obviously, so, anyone, anyone looking over your shoulder on the video can see that you're a bit of a NASCAR fan. I am. <laughs> yes. So I, I don't actually have any of the new generation cars in any form whatsoever. Um, I got into NASCAR in 2004. Um because late night on Channel 4, they used to show the Bush series, which is now the Xfinity series, the, the, the second tier um, of NASCAR racing. And at the time, a lot of the big names from the Cup series took part in it. And it was Daytona, the summer race, the Winn-Dixie 250. <laughs> and Dale Earnhardt Jr. was driving um, a car sponsored by KFC. Right. And... In deference to Stroker Ace, the Burt Reynolds movie where he gets sponsored by Chicken Pip, he had put <laughs> Stroker Ace on the top of his car, where his no- name normally goes. On top of the door, he'd put Stroker Ace. Uh-huh. And um, it was an amazing race to watch, um, as NASCAR, I have subsequently found, is. So, I mean, there were 16 cars that could potentially have won it. And on the last lap, on the last corner, so right where his father died in 2001. He was coming around the outside. Nothing was going to stop him unless, and somebody did just turn right and put him and himself ultimately in the wall. And there was a massive pileup and the car that was, I think eighth came through and won on the very last corner. It's all very exciting. Then even better, the pit lane. That's a bit bit how I win at Farnborough, actually. If everyone (laughs) crashes, I usually come past and win. (laughs) Just wait for Richard to go up the inside of everyone on the hairpin and and take out three cars. Perfect. Um, Yeah, the pit lane reporter goes down and finds Junior stood there, and she's like, and you know, having gone off there of all places, and you know, the cars are steaming wreck. And um, she said, no, Dale, it looked like you got this one. How does it feel? And he went, well, did you ever get so mad you didn't care if you won the fight or not? And I thought, (laughs) brilliant. Why can't F1 people and things? It's like, um, because I've now since become addicted. Last weekend at Bristol, uh, Denny Hamlin won. And Denny's now become sort of the villain of the series. And so he gets out of the car and the whole place is booing him. Absolutely, everyone's about three Denny Hamlin fans going, yay, and everyone else is, woo. And um, he, the, the, the TV guy sticks a, camp, a microphone under, his, under him and he goes, hey, guess what? I beat your favourite driver. And the TV guy goes, who do you mean? And he went, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> 
brilliant. just the entertainment value. But obviously, these new NASCARs that Carrera is bringing out, um, they are totally different to all previous generations of NASCARs. Um, they're very much more like GT cars these days. They've got single yeah. wheel nuts. You don't have the five wheel nuts on a steel wheel. Yeah. Well, as it's, was proved at Le Mans with the, when they ran the the um, Camaro. You know, yes, yeah, it was a, exactly. It was a, and it um, ran very well. So you can see why there's an incentive for Carrera to do it. I'm sure that Le Mans livery will be one of the first ones to come out. Um, the series is getting back on its feet again. It sort of had a slump uh, 10 years ago, uh, and it's now gradually working its way back up. They're doing street races. They're doing more you know, road circuits. Um, they're doing more short ovals. Um they're just trying to, to mix it all up. So as a, as a class, there's a whole lot going on there. Um, and as, a, as a fan, I've got a fairly sumptuous um, collection of NASCARs in slot form and hanging on the wall. So happy days for me. I would imagine for the American market, there is no better um, slot car to sell. An LMP2 car in America? I mean, what the hell is that? You know, I would imagine nobody, <laughs> knows, nobody, nobody knows what that is. So, um, from, and I, I, I gather Carrera are kind of the big, they're the dominant slot car brand in America, I think, in terms of what they, the volumes they sell. That is the downside, sell. of course, isn't it? It's going to be a Carrera. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> It means it will. The axles will be straight. The wheels will be round. It would with fall apart when you hit things. And they announced that they're going to sort out the tires. So it remains to be seen what that means. But they announced that they're going to sort out the tires. So anyway, on that way. Now um, we've talked for longer than we should have done, and it means we haven't talked about the elephant in the room. So we'll leave the elephant where, <laughs> where it is. And if anybody wonders what the elephant in the room is, it should be green, and it's probably a bit brown. Uh, even Nick's looking perplexed at that description. But we'll, um, <laughs> if we sort of, if we end by saying that one possible title for the show is "Our What Electric Got Wrong This Week," um, <laughs> but we'll we'll leave that to one side. So, um, probably time to say goodbye and wrap up. Uh, thank you for listening. Happy slotting, and I'll leave you to say goodbye too. Thanks mm-hmm. for watching. <laughs> We need to get better. We need to get better. Oh, that went horribly wrong at the end, didn't it? Yeah, fade, fade to black as Nick coughs. <laughs> Will he be back next week? <laughs> oh, the odds are the odds are not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the oh, fast dear. show. <laughs> That's got it. <laughs> oh, hello uh, there. Anyway, Bob, you're still here. alive. I'm sort of. I'm, I'm. I'm not pressing stop just to make sure you're still alive. <laughs> it would really be too much. It would be too much of a, a cliffhanger. Um, <laughs> No, 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 we better go. Let Do you know how hard t- it was not coughing for all that time? <laughs> <laughs> Your sacrifice is noted. Thank you very Thank much. You. Bye, everybody. Bye.